Chapter thirty one of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter thirty one A Buffalo Surround. A march of twenty miles brought us to the place where we expected to be joined by the band we found a small stream heading in the pinion range and running westward to the san pedro it was fringed with cotton trees and willows and with grass in abundance for our horses here we encamped kindling a fire in the thicket cooked our wolf mutton ate it and went to sleep the band came up in the morning having travelled all night their provisions were spent as well as ours and instead of resting our wearied animals we pushed on through a pass in the sierra in hopes of finding game on the other side about noon we debouched through the mountain pass into a country of openings small prairies bounded by jungly forests and interspersed with timber islands these prairies were covered with tall grass and buffalo signs appeared as we rode into them we saw there roads chips and wallows we saw moreover the bois de vache of the wild cattle we would soon meet with one or the other we were still on the stream by which we had camped the night before and we made a noon halt to refresh our animals the full-grown forms of the cacti were around us bearing red and yellow fruit in abundance we plucked the pears of the pitahaya and ate them greedily we found service berries yampo and roots of the palm blanche we dined on fruits and vegetables of various sorts indigenous only to this wild region but the stomachs of the hunters longed for their favorite food the hump ribs and boudins of the buffalo and after a halt of two hours we moved forward through the openings we had ridden about an hour among chaparral when rube who was some paces in advance acting as guide turned in his saddle and pointed downward what's there rube asked seguin in a low voice fresh track cap'n buffler what number can you guess a gang of fifty or thereabout they've took through the thicket yonder away i can sight the sky there's clear ground not fur from us and i'd stake a plur through in it i think it's a small pararia cap halt here men said seguin halt and keep silent ride forward rube come monsieur holler you're fond of hunting come along with us i followed the guide and seguin through the bushes like them riding slowly and silently in a few minutes we reached the edge of a prairie covered with long grass peering cautiously through the leaves of the prosopis we had a full view of the open ground the buffaloes were on the plain it was as rube had rightly conjectured a small prairie about a mile and a half in width closed in on all sides by a thick chaparral near the centre was a moat of heavy timber growing up from a leafy underwood a spur of willows running out from the timber indicated the presence of water there's a spring yonder muttered rube they've just been a-coolin their noses at it this was evident enough for some of the animals were at the moment walking out of the willows and we could see the wet clay glistening upon their flanks and the saliva glancing down their jaws how will we get at them rube asked seguin can we approach them do you think i doubt not cap the grass'd hardly kiver us 
and they're a gwyn out o range o the bushes how then we cannot run them there's not room they would be into the thicket at the first dash we would lose every hoof of them sartin as scripter what is to be done this nigger sees but one other plan as kin be used just at this time what is it surround right if we can do that how is the wind dead as an injun with his head cut off replied the trapper taking a small feather out of his cap and tossing it in the air see cap it falls plump it does truly we can easily get round them bufflers afore they wind us and we have men enough to make a picket fence about them we can hardly set about it too soon cap they're a movin towards the edge yonder let us divide the men then said seguin turning his horse you can guide one half of them to their stands i will go with the other monsieur holler you had better remain where you are it is as good a stand as you can get have patience it may be an hour before all are placed when you hear the bugle you may gallop forward and do your best if we succeed you shall have sport and a good supper which i suppose you feel the need of by this time so saying seguin left me and rode back to the men followed by old rube it was their purpose to separate the band into two parties each taking an opposite direction and to drop men here and there at regular intervals around the prairie they would keep in the thicket while on the march and only discover themselves at a given signal in this way should the buffaloes allow time for the execution of the movement we should be almost certain of securing the whole gang as soon as seguin had left me i looked to my rifle and pistols putting on a fresh set of caps after that having nothing else to occupy me i remained seated in my saddle eyeing the animals as they fed unconscious of danger i was full of anxiety lest some clumsy fellow might discover himself too soon and thus spoil our anticipated sport after a while i could see the birds flying up from the thicket and the screaming of the blue jay indicated to me the progress of the surround now and then an old bull on the skirts of the herd would toss up his shaggy mane snuff the wind and strike the ground fiercely with his hoof evidently laboring under a suspicion that all was not right the others did not seem to heed these demonstrations but kept on quietly cropping the luxuriant grama i was thinking how nicely we were going to have them in the trap when an object caught my eye just emerging from the moat it was a buffalo calf and i saw that it was proceeding to join the gang i thought it somewhat strange that it should be separated from the rest for the calves trained by their mothers to know the wolf usually keep up with the herd it has stayed behind at the spring thought i perhaps the others pushed it from the water and it could not drink until they were gone i fancied that it moved clumsily as if wounded but it was passing through the long grass and i could not get a good view of it there was a pack of coyotes there always is sneaking after the herd these perceiving the calf as it came out of the timber made an instant and simultaneous attack upon it i could see them skipping around it and fancied i could hear their fierce snarling but the calf appeared to fight its way through the thick of them and after a short while i saw it close into its companions where i lost sight of it among the others a game young bull soliloquized i and again i ran my eye around the skirting of the chaparral to watch how the hunters were getting forward with the surround 
i could perceive the flashing of brilliant wings over the bramble and hear the shrill cries of the jaybirds judging by these i concluded that the men were moving slowly enough it was half an hour since seguin had left me and i could perceive that they were not half-way round as yet i began to make calculations as to how long i would have to wait soliloquizing as follows diameter of the prairie a mile and a half it is a circle three times that four miles and a half phew i shall not hear the signal in much less than an hour i must be patient then and what the brutes are lying down good there is no danger now of their making off we shall have rare sport one two three six of them down it must be the heat and the water they have drunk too much there goes another lucky devils they have nothing else to do but eat and sleep while i no ate down well i suppose soon to eat too what an odd way they have of coming to the ground how different from anything of the bovine tribe i have yet observed i have never seen buffaloes quieting down before one would think they were falling as if shot two more alongside the rest they will soon be all upon the turf so much the better we can gallop up before they get to their feet again oh that i could hear that horn and thus i went on rambling from thought to thought and listening for the signal although i knew that it could not be given for some time yet the buffaloes kept moving slowly onward browsing as they went and continuing to lie down one after another i thought it strange their stretching themselves thus successively but i had observed farm cattle do the same and i was at that time but little acquainted with the habits of the buffalo some of them appeared to toss about on the ground and kick violently i had heard of a peculiarity of these animals termed wallowing they are at it thought i i wished much to have a clearer view of this curious exercise but the high grass prevented me i could only see their shaggy shoulders and occasionally their hoofs kicking up over the sward i watched their movements with great interest now feeling secure that the surround would be complete before they would think of rising at length the last one of the gang followed the example of his companions and dropped over they were all now upon their sides half buried in the bunch grass i thought i noticed the calf still upon its feet but at that moment the bugle sounded and a simultaneous cheer broke from all sides of the prairie i pressed the spur to my horse's flank and dashed out into the open plain fifty others had done the same yelling as they shot out of the thicket with my reins resting on my left fingers and my rifle thrown crosswise i galloped forward filled with the wild excitement that such an adventure imparts i was cocked and ready resolved upon having the first shot it was but a short distance from where i had started to the nearest buffalo i was soon within range my horse flying like an arrow is the animal asleep i am within ten paces of him and still he stirs not i will fire at him as he lies i raised my rifle leveled it and was about to pull the trigger when something red gleamed before my eyes it was blood i lowered the piece with a feeling of terror and commenced dragging upon the rein but before i could pull up i was carried into the midst of the prostrate herd here my horse suddenly stopped and i sat in my saddle as if spellbound i was under the influence of a superstitious awe blood was before me and around me 
turn which way i would my eye rested upon blood my comrades closed in yelling as they came but their yelling suddenly ceased and one by one reined up as i had done with looks of consternation and wonder it was not strange at such a sight before us lay the bodies of the buffaloes they were all dead or quivering in the last throes each had a wound above the brisket and from this the red stream girled out and trickled down their still panting sides blood welled from their mouths and out of their nostrils pools of it were filtering through the prairie turf and clotted gouts flung out by the struggling hoof sprinkled the grass around them oh heavens what could it mean wa santissima sacre du were the exclamations of the hunters surely no mortal hand has done this it want nothing else cried a well-known voice if you're call an injun a mortal twere a redskin and this child look ye i heard the click of a rifle along with this abrupt exclamation i turned suddenly rube was in the act of leveling his piece my eye involuntarily followed the direction of the barrel there was an object moving in the long grass a buffalo that still kicks thought i as i saw the mass of dark brown hair he is going to finish him it is the calf i had scarcely made the observation when the animal reared up on its hind legs uttering a wild human scream the shaggy hide was flung off and a naked savage appeared holding out his arms in an attitude of supplication i could not have saved him the rifle had cracked the ball had sped i saw it piercing his brown breast as a drop of sleet strikes upon the pane of glass the red spout gushed forth and the victim fell forward upon the body of one of the animals wah rube exclaimed one of the men why didn't ye give him time to skin the meat he mout as well a done that when he wore about it and the men laughed at his savage jest looky here boys said rube pointing to the moat if ye look sharp your moat scare up another calf yonder away i'm a gwine to see after this injun's hair i am the hunters at the suggestion galloped off to surround the moat i felt a degree of irresolution and disgust at this cool shedding of blood i drew my rein almost involuntarily and moved forward to the spot where the savage had fallen he lay back uppermost he was naked to the breech-clout there was the debouchure of a bullet below the left shoulder and the black red stream was trickling down his ribs the limb still quivered but it was in the last spasms of parting life the hide in which he had disguised himself lay piled up where it had been flung beside it were a bow and several arrows the latter were crimson to the notch and the feathers steeped in blood and clinging to the shafts they had pierced the huge bodies of the animals passing through and through each arrow had taken many lives the old trapper rode up to the corpse and leisurely dismounted from his mare fifty dollar a plue he muttered unsheathing his knife and stooping over the body it's more'n i got for my own it beats beaver all hollow cuss beaver say this child plue a plug ain't worth trappin if the varmint were as thick as grass jumpers in calf time e up nigger he continued grasping the long hair of the savage and holding the face upward let's get a squint of your physog hurrah coyote pash hurrah 
and a gleam of triumph lit up the countenance of the old man as he uttered these wild exclamations apache is he asked one of the hunters who had remained near the spot that he are coyote pash the very niggers that bobtailed this child's ears i can swear to their ugly picters anywhere i get my peepers upon em woe woe old wolfie got he at last has he you're a beauty and no mistake so saying he gathered the long crown locks in his left hand and with two slashes of his knife held quart and tierce he cut a circle around the top of the head as perfect as if it had been traced by compasses he then took a turn of the hair over his wrist giving it a quick jerk outward at the same instant the keen blade passed under the skin and the scalp was taken count six he continued muttering to himself while he placed the scalp in his belt six at fifty three hundred shiners for pashhar cuss beaver trappin says i having secured the bleeding trophy he wiped his knife upon the hair of one of the buffaloes and proceeded to cut a small notch in the woodwork of his gun alongside five others that had been carved there already these six notches stood for apaches only for as my eye wandered along the outlines of the piece i saw that there were many other columns in that terrible register End of chapter thirty one